Well, I don't know, but uh, all I know, let me just say this. I have been so blessed to be here as part of the hope. And I don't know what God's doing, but I know he's doing something. And uh, the message today, it's, it's funny the way the, the word of God works, the way God works in people's lives. Two months ago, uh, God gave me this message for our fifth Sunday service. It's, it's called Moving Forward. Isn't God good? And even through the whole time study, I'm a little hard-headed sometimes. I don't know if anybody that knows me might know that. And, uh, and so I didn't get it the whole time I was studying it until uh, a few weeks ago when, when God was working and we, we met, and uh, then I got it. You know what I'm saying? So this message is about moving forward. Not, it was originally in my mind was intention for, for moving, transitioning from 2018 to 2019 at, at the Hope. And some of that is still holding true. There's so many great things that happened in 2018. We had kids that went to camp and God changed their lives forever. Some called into the ministry. Some were saved for the first time. Some of them were baptized in the Holy Spirit, both our youth and our children, and that's amazing. There were some great things that happened outside of camp. See, camp is a great place, and that's part of my heart, but ministry at the ch- in the church where I was baptized in the Holy Spirit wasn't at camp. It was on a Sunday night service at Otisville Assembly of God, where, where God called me into ministry. Before, I was seven years old when he did it, but then when he recalled me, it was on a Sunday night service at Otisville Assembly of God. I reached a point where enough was enough, and I got saved on a Sunday night at Otisville Assembly of God. A lot of things that happened in my life happened at the church. See, camp is great, and I love camp, and it's an avenue for those things to happen, but we're supposed to be the church. And those things are supposed to happen at the church. I love it when they happen at the church. We had young people this year uh, uh, get baptized in the Holy Spirit at church. We had, I don't know how many get saved uh, at church. Those are awesome things. I believe where God has taken the hope, and this is just my personal opinion, all right? And this is what uh, I feel like God laid on my heart, gave me uh, uh, a word a couple months ago. God has taken the hope to new, a new plateau, a new place. And I don't know how I'm going to be a part of that with the transition, but I know this, I'm going to be a part of it because that's what God put on my heart. So I may not be the children's minister or the family life coordinator, but I'm still a member of the Hope Church, and I plan to be until God puts me somewhere else. Amen? And I thank all of you for welcoming me and, uh, you know, uh, f- coming from downstate, you know, and then uh, transitioning over the last couple of years here. And really, uh, you guys have been my family. You welcomed me with open arms. This is the church as come as you are, right? And that is absolutely true. If you're new to the hope, let me tell you, there is no better place that you will, you will find love here. These people will love you. Our pastors will love you. Our staff will love you just the way you are. Amen? Amen. I think everybody feels like that. So I know, I know I do, and I have since I've been here. So praise God. The message moving forward. Let's, uh, if you got your Bibles, open up to Joshua. Okay, there is no slide, so we don't need these. <laughs> All right, uh, open up to the book of Joshua, chapter 1, and we're going to start in verse 1. I got a few notes here I'm going to kind of go back and forth on. So what, what you need to know about Joshua was that he was uh, one of the two spies that originally went into the promised land. One of, I'm sorry, one of many spies, but... He was one of the two that brought back a good report. Uh, He was born as Hosea ben Nun. Moses changed his name to Joshua, which means God will save. How amazing is that? That's pretty awesome. Also, he was hidden from 
Pharaoh's decree, killing Hebrew boys. Remember how Moses was put in a basket and he was also, Joshua, was hidden from, from that decree and kept alive for such a time as this. When, when we go through this story, you'll, you'll, you'll see what God, how God uses Joshua. He was one of the, I read in, uh, uh, I was looking uh, at, about Joshua, and one of the things that I found was he was considered one of the greatest military leaders of the Bible. I thought that was pretty amazing. If you consider the company that he has, you know, David, Moses, Saul, all those guys were considered great military leaders. And one you don't hear about is Joshua as much as when we talk. Uh, he was one of the 12 spies, as I said earlier. He was a faithful follower. He leads the people into, of Israel into the two-part story of the redemption of the Israelites. And the Lord's call to Joshua is to lead the people into the promised land, to take the land, divide the land, and serve the Lord. Amen. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, we thank you for the story of Joshua, this, this great truth of your word. Lord, I pray right now that our spirit would be open to what you want to do. Because what I've learned, Lord, is everybody goes through transitions. Every one of us. Lord, some of them might be happening right now. Some of them might even happen daily, Lord, as we walk by faith. But Lord, we pray in the big transitions and in the little transitions that we will hear from you like Joshua heard from you. Lord, open our minds, open our hearts, open our spirits to what you want to do in each of us today. And Lord, I pray that each one of us will leave here changed for you and that the kingdom would grow because of you in us. Lord, we give you glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. So as we, uh, as we read, we're going to start in verse 1 of chapter 1. And I'm going to read a little bit of it for you here. So after the death of Moses, the Lord's servant, the Lord spoke to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses' assistant. He said, Moses, my servant, is dead. Therefore, the time has come for you to lead these people, the Israelites, across the Jordan River into the land that I'm giving them. I promise you, I, I promise you what I promised Moses. Wherever you set foot, you will be on land I have given you. Wherever he sets his foot, remember that, wherever he sets his foot, he will be on land that God has given him. From Negev, the wilderness, in the south of Lebanon, mountains in the north, from the Euphrates River to the, in the east, and to the Mediterranean Sea in the west, including all the land of the Hittites. No one will be able to stand against you as long as you live. For I will be with you as I was with Moses. I will not fail you or abandon you. Be strong and courageous. For you are the one who will lead these people to possess all the land I swore to their ancestors. I would give them. Be strong and courageous, and very courageous. Be careful to obey the instructions Moses gave you. Do not deviate from them, turning either to the right or to the left. Then you will be successful in everything you do. Study this book of instruction continually. Study this book of instruction continually. Amen? Then you will be successful in everything you do. Oh, study this book in instruction. Can meditate on it day and night so you will be sure to, do, to obey everything written in it. Only then will you prosper and succeed in all you do. This is my command. He said all that, but then he commands this. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Hallelujah. This is not just for Joshua. This is for us. This is for us. This is for every leader sitting in this, every leader sitting in this, in this place right now. This is for every father, every husband that's called to be the priest of their home, to lead their home appropriate. This is for every mother that it may be a single mom 
then you're a part of, you're, this is for you, every one of us. Maybe you're none of those things. Maybe you're just a, 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 a woman that serves God. Maybe you're just a man that serves God. This is for you. Because we're all going to go through transitions. And when we walk with the Lord, we got to be strong and courageous. Because he's called each and every one of us to something, to some place. Maybe it's your workplace. Maybe it's your home. Maybe it's your neighborhood. Maybe it's this town of Gaylord. Through this church, the hope. What an awesome name. We are the hope for Gaylord. And he has called us to be strong and courageous and take the land. I don't know about you. I've been here long enough to know I'm tired of hearing about our youth trying or committing suicide. I am tired about hearing about vaping and smoking and pot and this and that and next and next and this and that. I'm tired of hearing that my girls are getting hurt in this town and in around this town. I'm tired about hearing about my, my, my boys are getting hurt. It's time for us to stand up. It's time for us to take this word that Joshua is giving us and take the land like Joshua. You see, it wasn't the first time when I studied this, I had to go back to the book of Deuteronomy where Moses calls Joshua and he begins to prophesy over Joshua. Guess what he says? Be strong and courageous. He tells Joshua exactly what God is telling him now. And he tells Joshua, you're going to be the one taking him into the land. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So if we're, if we're going to take this town, if we're going to take our neighborhoods, if we're going to take our households, we have to be strong and courageous. And I don't know about you, I know there's been times that fear has gripped me because of decisions. This transition is not an easy one, but I refuse fear to grip me. I could sit and contemplate, what am I going to do now? How am I going to make, how am I going to make the bills? How am I going to do this? How am I going to do that? All these plans that God has given me, right? He's given me plans. He's, he's, he's shown me in dreams of what it looks like. And I have no idea how to get there, which is awesome because that's the best place to be because I don't want it to be me. I want it to be God in me. Amen? So I could sit around and let fear grip me, but this is what the Lord gave me this word uh, a couple, uh, maybe three, four weeks ago. Didn't know what it all was for. I shared it with some people. Any decision made out of fear is not a good decision. Any decision made out of fear is not a good decision. It will, in the end, it will hurt you more than it will help you. And, that's, and I found that to be absolutely true in my life. And when all this came, I was like, what, God, how, what? But we knew it was from God. It was, it was the time. I, I kid around uh, with, with uh, uh, Pastor Norm, and, and, you know, it's like a, it's like a baby eagle, they got to fly sooner or later. And sometimes they got to kick them out of the nest. You know? That's not exactly what happened here, but it was a loving, I don't even know how to explain. I know uh, it was from God, you know? But fear would grip me and, and say, oh, maybe it's not, or this or that, or the next thing. Well, that's not true. God has a plan. And if I don't get, sometimes, and I, I think I told some of you this, and I preached it from this pulpit, and if you haven't heard it, you're going to get to hear it at least one more time. Sometimes you got to get out of the way to get in the way. Sometimes you got to get out of the way to get in the way. And Joshua, the way that Moses brought him through, it's so, if you really read it and go back, it's this loving, nurturing, mentoring Love that Moses has for Joshua, and he, he guides them through that. He guides them through to that transition. So when Joshua gets, is Joshua probably afraid? I bet he is. And that's because why would the Lord say it to him three times? Why would Moses say it to him over and over again? He's heard this at least six times. Be strong and courageous. Be strong and courageous. That's because fear is coming at him. And the Lord knows it and says, don't let fear take a hold of you. 
My way is greater. He says to him, I got to put these back on. He tells him that he will give him, wherever you set your foot, you will be on the land I have given you. In other words, the victory is already yours. I've already given it to you. You just got to walk it. In your life, God has already given you land. All you got to do is walk it and claim it and take it. A gift is not a gift unless you take it. God has given the land as a gift to them. And all they got to do is walk in and take it. Amen. Let's move. So now Joshua charges the Israelites. We're just go down to verse 13 if you're following with me. He says, Remember what Moses, the servant Lord, commanded you. The Lord your God is giving you the place of rest. He has given you this land. So again, he's saying, Go and take the land. So he's heading in. And then chapter 2 is all about them sending the spies back in. And, and so, so Joshua, he says, okay, I want you guys to go in there and, and see what's going on. So he sends them in. And then this, this lady Rahab takes them in and hides them. Now, I, I wasn't sure. I'm going to mention this because I think it's important in the big picture. Rahab is in the bloodline of Christ. If you read the story about Rehab, she was a prostitute, right? But the bloodline of Christ comes through that. We need to think about that in this, in this building, right? One, we need to think about it from where we came from. Let me tell you, I was no angel before God saved me, right? Drank caroused, fought, swore, smoked. I didn't like people, believe it or not. I was not a people person. I would just as soon punch people in the face than talk to them because I always had this thing, you know, people are stupid, you know. People are people. Sometimes we still say that, but people are people. Everybody's different. And the Lord's really been working on me, Clarence, because I'll be driving along. Lord Jesus, touch him before I do. You know? You know what I mean? And I want to say with everything in me, really. And, and that little, uh, that part of Christ usually stops me. Not all the time, but usually stops me. Because when it don't, then I have to repent. And that's a whole process we have to go through, right? So, we just need to remember people are people. We need to remember that they have a past and they came from something. We're going to learn today that we need to put our past behind us. Don't forget it, but forgive it and move on. Use those as markers. We'll get into that a little bit. So, so the bloodline of Christ comes through Rahab, and that just signifies to me that we all have something that we have to overcome. Be strong and courageous. Sister, if you're out there and you've, you've, you've had may, maybe things in your life that you've done, maybe that you, you, know, you, you were promiscuous or, or you did something unforgiving or, or you, you know, you've been into drugs or you've been into uh, anything like that, God forgives you. God forgives you. Forgive yourself. Move on. God has a plan and a purpose for you. Do you know how many young ladies out here that have been or are going through what you are going, what, what you have been through that you can bring the love of Christ into? If you let God work through you, you can let God use you to speak in their life. Maybe, maybe you're a, a man out there and you've been an abuser. Guess what? God can forgive you. It will take people a while to forgive you. But if you search God out and you let him reach into you and draw that stuff out, God forgives you and he can pull that out of you and he can use you to be in other abusers' lives to change their lives. That's not said very often because we want to persecute you. But God can change you if you let God in. But you got to be strong and courageous. It takes more strength to admit that it takes more courage to say, God, take this out of me, to face that, than it does to live in it 
and do what you're doing. Let God work in your life. Let's take back the land that he's given us. He did not mean for you to have all that in your life. Maybe you're an alcoholic. Maybe you're an alcoholic and you don't know it. You think it's okay to have a beer. And you know what? I'm not up here to judge you, but I'll tell you what God did in my life. One beer will lead to two. Two beers will lead to three eventually. Maybe not today, maybe not tomorrow, but we have a bad day and we go from I can just have one to 12. Same thing with pot. Your body's a temple. You're not going to hear this every place you go. Same thing with cigarettes. Your body is a temple. And you get, guess what? I can say all that because I did all that. And God rooted it out. Am I saying he can deliver you right now? Right? And I'm not saying that you're going to hell because you're doing any of those things. I'm saying it can lead you to hell if you let it. It is a step to the edge. And every time you do it, you get closer to the edge. You want to walk the edge? You go ahead. I don't want to walk the edge. I have enough problems as it is. I don't need to walk the edge, Mike. Because it only takes one time to fall off it. And if Christ comes back in that time, let me ask you this. You fall off that edge, you're drunk, maybe you've had one beer your whole, for the last 15 years. But this one day, you have 12 and you're hammered and you're, you fall off the edge and Christ comes back on that moment. Are you going to heaven? Once saved, always saved? I don't know. It's a toss-up for me. The reason why I don't do it is because I never want to have to worry about that. I never want to have to challenge that. And let me tell you, you talk about being strong and courageous, it takes strength and it takes courage to walk away from that stuff in your life. It's not easy, especially when you're around people that do it all the time that want to pull you back in, but you're called to minister to them. I'm called to minister to my family. Guess what they do? Drink, drugs, all of it. So it's tough. It's not easy. But again, if, if you will let me encourage you, I've been there. God can change it. God can take it away. And if you're trying, the Bible says God knows the heart of a man. God knows the heart of a woman. That means if you are truly, truly trying and you fall, you repent quickly and get back on, get back on it. Don't stop quitting. You've heard that statement, don't quit quitting. Don't quit quitting. Don't quit quitting smoking. Don't quit quitting doing drugs. Don't quit quitting drinking alcohol. Don't quit quitting being mean to people because that's another thing, Right? It's all part of it. It's not just those physical things. There's other things. And if we're strong and courageous and we grab a hold of what God has for us, if we read this instruction, he will take us from glory to glory. And he will, you will, uh, brother, sister, let me tell you, let me be real with you. He will get you there. He's gotten me there. And am I perfect? No, I'm not perfect. But every day, and every time I fall, and believe me, I still fall, I have to say, God, forgive me, I shouldn't have said that. Or I have to go to that person I was mean to or barked at and say, honey, forgive me for saying that or forgive me for being that way. Or friend, I'm sorry I did that. I'm sorry I said that. Or my brother, I shouldn't have said those words. I shouldn't have acted that way towards you. That's not, that's not who I am. Those things are hard. But it takes strength and it takes courage to do that. And God is in you, so you have the strength and courage to get to do it. He's already given you the land. Amen? Amen. All right, so that turned out to be a little bit longer side note than I wanted, but it, it was good. I think that, I know that was from the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. So in chapter 3, they're getting ready to cross the Jordan River. The Lord told Joshua, I can read it if I stand back here. The Lord told Joshua, today I will, I will begin to make you a great leader in the eyes of the Israelites. They will know that I am with you just as I was with Moses. 
Give them the command to the priests who carry the Ark of the Covenant. When you reach the banks of the Jordan River, take a few steps in the river and stop there. So Joshua told the Israelites, Come, listen to what the Lord your God says. Today you will know that the living God is among you, and surely we will drive out the Canaanites, Hittites, Hevites, Perizzites, Gergesuites, Amorites, Jebusites ahead of you. Look, the Ark of the Covenant, which belongs to the Lord of the whole earth, will lead you across the Jordan River. Now choose 12 men from the tribe of Israel, one from each tribe. <clears throat> That's significant. The priests will carry the Ark of the Lord uh, of all the earth. As soon as their feet touch the water, the flow of water will be cut off upstream, and the river will stand up like a wall. So the people left their camp to cross the Jordan. And the priests who were carrying the Ark of the Covenant went ahead of them. It was harvest season. The Jordan River was overflowing the banks. Let me stop there just for a second. Something we have to realize here. What that means was the river was flood stage. How many of you have ever been in a transition where it was the absolute wrong time? Right? Come on. Anytime a transition comes, it's normally not the right time. But if it's God's time, it's the perfect time. I think God did this not just because he's going to perform this miracle, right? I think what he's saying to the Israelites is the flood is going on right now. I know you people. Manna wasn't good enough. I had to send you quail. The water from the rock wasn't good enough. I, I separated the Red Sea so you could walk through on dry land. That wasn't good enough. I think, he, I think he's just ramping it up a little bit so that they know that they know that they can't make excuses that it's God, right? Because they've forgotten all of that before that. So it's flood stage. It's, it's the, the worst time to try to cross the Jordan River. But God says, I am bigger than that. And Joshua tells the people, our God is bigger than that. And what's amazing is that they listen. It says that I'm about to make you a great leader. But the way I see it is, the people have already accepted him as a great leader. God is just going to put a stamp on it, confirm it with this miracle. So they reach the Jordan River. So they reach it. But as soon as their feet of the priests who were carrying the ark touched the water at the river's edge, the water above the point began backing up a great distance away at a, call, at a town called Adam, huh, which is near Zarethan. The water below that point flowed onto the Dead Sea until the riverbed was dry. Then all the people crossed over near the town of Jericho. Hallelujah. Not only does it stop up, it stops flowing. Not only does it stop flowing, there's dry land. That's pretty amazing miracle. I mean, when he split the Red Sea, that was pretty cool, right? The, the river was up. But if you look at it physically, this is a moving body of water that God stops at both ends and the, the dry land. So he's... I think he's trying to give them the picture. Moses was great. Joshua has greater things. And that's a bold statement. But as I studied it, and if you were to really look at it, Mac, like if you think about miracles, like how do you judge what miracle is the best miracle, right, Hannah? Like they're all great. But this is a pretty, pretty big deal, man. The river stops up, and the, the river past that point flows into the Red Sea. It's not just like standing there. It's gone, and it's dry land, and they cross over. That is amazing. Why? Because he was strong and courageous. Let me just tell you this. If you do what God tells you to do, he's going to stop the problems at both ends. 
He's going to push it back so you can walk on dry land. So you can get to the place that he's called you to be for such a time as this. You are at the hope for such a time as this. I believe miracles are coming for this church. If you guys will walk through behind our pastors and follow that vision, God is going to do amazing things here at the Hope and in Gaylord. I believe that with all my heart. Because he's ready to do it. We know that we were in a time of preparation. We know that we were in a time of, of learning, right? We're, we know that. God told us that. The prophecies have come true from at least three years ago when I started here. I've seen them happen. God is about to break loose in Gaylord. He wants to use the hope to do it. The transition, the moving forward is this. God is going to move you forward. Are you going to go with it? Amen. Charlie, amen. Amen. Come here, Charlie. Come here. Come here. It's a, you're not in trouble. I'm going to pray over you, man. I'm going to pray over you. Lord God, I thank you for Charlie, Lord God. I thank you for this man of God that you're raising up, Lord God. I thank you, Lord, that you are in his heart, Lord, that you have many and great things for him. Lord, I pray that you take any anointing you have on me and you give it to him, Lord God. You use him greatly for your kingdom, for this town, for his neighborhood, for his household, Lord God. Wherever you send him, Lord, let those feet take ground that you've already given him. Help him to be strong and courageous, Lord God. And Lord, wherever you send him, Lord, give him favor and give him joy, peace, and love for wherever he goes. And Lord, to you be the glory for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Love you, man. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord God. I'm blessed to have men of God like Charlie, Thor, and Axel, women of God like, like all of them. I would say all your names, but right now it's escaping me. But I love you. I love you, Emily. See, I got that one. I love you. Um, going forward, man, the, the, the team that's here, these kids, I, I just don't, I can't wait to see what God's going to do. You guys are blessed. And he's going to use them in this process, right, that he's having the hope go. He's going to use these kids. He's going to use our youth, Faith, Michael, Grace, John. You guys are a little older. Spencer, he's going to use you guys. Be a part of it. Be strong and courageous. Let God use you. Hallelujah. So he stops up the water. They walk through. As soon as their feet touches the ground, bam, the river, the river clears. All right. So the next, the next phase of this happens. When the people cross the Jordan, the Lord says to Joshua, now choose 12 men, one from each tribe. Tell them to take 12 stones from the very place where the priests were standing in the middle of the Jordan. Carry them out and pile them up at the place where you will camp tonight. So Joshua called together the 12 men that he had chosen, one from each tribe of Israel. He told them, go to the middle of the Jordan in the front of the ark of the Lord your God. You see, because they were still standing there. Each of you must pick up one stone and carry it out on your shoulder. So these weren't no little rocks. These were good-sized rocks. So he carries them out. They carry them out. Uh, the 12 stones in all, one for each tribe. And we will use these stones to build a memorial. In the future, your children will ask you, what do these stones mean? Then you can tell them. They remind us that the Jordan River was stopped flowing when the Ark of the Lord's Covenant went across. The stones will stand as a memorial among the people forever. So he doesn't stop there. So the men did as Joshua had commanded. They took the 12 stones. They, they built it down to uh, verse 9. Joshua also set up another pile of 12 stones in the middle of the Jordan River at the place where the priests who carried the ark at the covenant were standing. And they are there to this day. Wow. The priests who were carrying the ark stood in the middle of the river until the Lord's commands of Moses that Moses had given Joshua were carried out. Hallelujah. So here, we, this is a beautiful picture of God, uh, God's love. 
Can I get six volunteers? Charlie, Emily, Thor, um, Tilly, Aurora, Bella. I think that's six, right? Go grab, each one of you grab one bucket. I only need, I only need three, so one of you will have to help the other one carry a bucket. Hallelujah. One at a time, bring me a bucket. All right, put it right, put it right here. Put it right here. Good. Okay. All right, Tilly, come on up. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, thank you. Aurora, oh, easy. Okay, good job. Thor, did you grab a bucket yet? Who didn't grab a bucket? If you already got a bucket, go sit down. Thor, you got a bucket over there? All right, good job. There should be one more. Is there one more? Somebody bring it to me. I don't know how we messed that up, but we did. It's okay, though. It's all right. You guys are awesome. Thank you so much. All right, so we only got six, but I wanted to give you the visual. So they, they went down in the middle where the priests were standing. They grabbed the 12 stones. They brought them up outside the river on the other side, and they made a memorial. So when people see the memorial, they go, hey, what happened there? And then the story can be passed on from generation to generation. Joshua makes it down in the river, in the riverbed. Some say he made it in the riverbed. Some say he made it on the edge where they crossed from the other side. I personally believe it was in the middle. It makes more sense to me because the word I read says he made it in the middle. But some interpretations and different things. So theologians get all crazy about it. I don't. It's simple to me. He was in the middle of the river, which makes more sense to me because the idea was that, okay, here's the memorial on the other side. This is where we came into the promised land. This is awesome. And they remember what God did, the miracle that God did in there, which is normal, right? That's normal. Like when you go to see a memorial, a veteran's memorial, whatever, you remember what people did. But, but Joshua says, I'm going to make one in the in the bed of the river. So when the drought comes, when the drought comes, when the drought comes, they'll remember I was here. Because we don't, we don't forget what God did when we're on the other side. We only forget what God did when we're in the drought, when we're in the place that we're having trouble, right? That was genius. God is awesome. He knows people. He knows you. He knows when you get to the place of doubt, when you've hit rock bottom, where there's no place else to go, you're going to need a sign. So God says, I'm going to put a sign there. Listen, maybe today you're at the bottom. Maybe today you're like that dried up riverbed and you're in a drought. God is in it. God is in it. He is going to get you from place to place. And this is how he does it. This is what the Lord gave me. We all have to have markers in our lives. Standing stones, Pastor Otis calls them, which I think is a great, a great analogy. We all need standing stones. We all need markers. So we need to take those stones, and we need to use them as markers. The day I got saved, May 15th, 1999. The day I got called into ministry, July 7th, 1999. The day I was baptized in the Holy Spirit, August 15th, 1999. The day I said enough's enough and I gave my life entirely to God, October 17th, 1999. The day my daughter got healed of asthma, 
January 12th, 2000. The day that my wife got baptized in the Holy Spirit, my ex-wife now, that was uh, March eleventh, uh, two thousand. Those markers have sustained me, and I could go. I could list. I could keep going. Right. I could keep going with that. These markers, when a drought comes, that's what's going to get me through. Even like I use my ex-wife for an example. I did that on purpose. Listen. We have differences, right, my ex-wife and I. But it doesn't take the love that God has for her out of my heart. Right? The truth is my ex-wife needs Jesus. I don't stop loving her the way God loved her because she hurt me. It's bitterness. I don't want bitterness. I could list a lot of things that we went through. A lot of things in my life that those low points, divorce, Casey, uh, one right now, my daughter not serving the Lord, my other daughter, Samantha, struggling, and I see mistakes. But I know this. I know that I crossed the Jordan River. I know there's standing stones there, and I know what God has told me. I'm going to be strong and courageous, and I'm going to say, Samantha, I know that the Lord called you on May 13th, 2003, to be a missionary to China. And I know that that's what you're going to do. And I'm going to stand on that. I'm going to stand on one of those stones. I'm going to learn from these things in the past so I don't go back there. I want to go back to some of them because there's celebration. But there's other ones that aren't so, so good, you know? I remember before all of this, I remember a standing stone way back here where I was driving down a road, drunker and all, get out, and I woke up because I heard this voice said, Tony! And I look up, and I'm in a ditch, and I'm heading right for a big oak tree. And all I remember was pulling the, the wheel this way, and I ended up on the road by some miracle of God God's hand, it was a miracle of God, in the middle of the road, probably four or five houses down from my house where I was going. I had no idea how I got to that point from where I came from. I was that, I was that drunk. But that voice, sometimes it's not a still small voice. I want to hear God's whisper, but sometimes I have to hear his yell. I'm a little thick-headed. But I, I love it when I hear his whisper. Amen? Hallelujah. So the whole point is, is that we got to remember where we came from. We don't want to live in the past, but we want to remember how we got from glory to glory because each one of those things is glory to glory to glory to glory to glory. God takes us from glory to glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. All right, let's, let's read on, finish up here. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. So they do, they, they do the standing stones, and uh, memorials are made. And we, now we can remember God in the good times, and we remember God in the bad times, or where, where we should be. So the people crossed over the Jordan, this is in verse 19, on the 10th day of the first month. Then they camped at Gilgah, just east of Jericho. It was there at Gilgah that Joshua piled up the 12 stones taken from the Jordan River. Um, let's jump over to chapter 5. Nope, that's a different message, sorry. <laughs> let's finish up. 21, then Joshua said to the Israelites, in the future your children will ask, what do these stones mean? Then you can tell them, this is what the Israelites crossed the Jordan on dry ground. For the Lord your God dried up the river right before your eyes, and he kept it dry until you were all across, just as he did at the Red Sea. 
when he dried it up until he until we had crossed over. He did this also, or he did this so all the nations of the earth might know that the Lord's hand is powerful, and so you might fear the Lord your God forever. God does miracles in our lives that are apparent for everyone to see because he wants people around you to know the power of God. Will you receive it? Will you walk in it? Today we talked about uh, transition and getting ready to cross. We, we've talked about uh, a little bit about where the hope is going, where I believe that the Lord has shown me. And I think there's a lot of people in here that confirm most of that anyway. God has great plans for the hope. God has great plans for you. Maybe you're at a point in your life where you're in a transition. Maybe it's a good transition. Maybe it's a bad transition. But today, God is speaking to you, saying, be strong and courageous. I'm with you. I know for myself personally, as I face the next couple of months and what God's going to do, I, I have struggled a little bit. But I refuse to let fear grip me. And every time that comes on me, I get on my knees and I say, God, this is your plan, not my plan. This is your life, not my life. You see, when we give our lives to Jesus, it's not about us anymore. It's about him. And, and sometimes I've got to be reminded of that. And this is one of those things. And I just give it to God and say, God, wherever you want me to be, whatever you want me to do, I'm your vessel and I will do it. And I will. I don't know what it's going to look like. <laughs> I don't know what crazy thing he's going to have me do. But I know when it's from him, I need to do it. You know? I've learned never to say never, Mac. And God helped me through this to not say never. Because you could end up somewhere where you never want to go. <laughs> but if God is in it, it's okay to be there, Right? Hallelujah. So I ask you guys today, will you enter the promised land? Will you enter what God wants for you? I'm going to be up here. I'm going to, I'm going to begin to pray. Um, if do, Can somebody come and play or no? Okay, that's okay. It's all right. Who? Mary? Yeah, no, she's, time out, no. All right, that's all right, I'll sing. Amazing grace. I'm just kidding, I, I can't sing. That's all right, we'll just pray. All right, everybody stand up, let's pray. All right, first let's do it this way. Just repeat after me, Lord God, I am yours. Help me to be strong and courageous and help me to take this land that you've given me. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Lord God, I pray right now for every man, woman, and child, Lord, that, uh, that are called according to your purposes, Lord, that, Lord, you have a plan and a purpose for them. Lord God, I pray for those that are here right now, Maybe they're struggling with a decision. Lord, maybe they have a transition that they're entering. Maybe they're in a transition they don't want no part of. Lord God, I pray for my brother and my sister. Lord God, that you touch them right where they're at. Lord, that you give them peace. Lord, that you show them that you are in it. And Lord, if it's their transition and not yours, Lord, I pray right now by the Spirit of God, you show them. Hallelujah. Lord, that they'll take heed to your word. Lord, they'll listen to your instruction. Lord God, help them to meditate on their word, on your word. Hallelujah. And Lord, I pray for those that right now, maybe in their life, they're not in a good place. Maybe they're one that we talked about earlier. Maybe it's something else. But Lord, you're tugging at their heart right now. You're the one that those butterflies are, are about. Lord God, I pray for my brother and my sister, if that's them, Lord, that right now your peace will come over them. And Lord, you'll guide them. Lord, you'll lead them. Lord, that they'll surrender their life to you today. They'll turn it over to you in Jesus' name. And Lord, I pray for those that are here, Lord, that are in your will. 
Lord God, I pray right now that the power of heaven will come down on them. Lord, that your anointing will overflow on them. And Lord, we'll see great and mighty things come from this ministry that you've called them to. Whether it be here at the Hope, whether it be in their neighborhoods, whether it be in their homes, Lord God, your anointing would come over them. Lord, that they would be strong and courageous. And Lord, that the land that you have given them, they'll just walk on it. They'll just take it. Lord, they receive it. They receive it right now in Jesus' name. And Lord God, we just give you glory for the hope. Lord, I, I give you, I lift up Pastor Norman Barb to you, Lord God. I pray right now your anointing flows over them. Right now in, in the bed where Pastor Norman is, Lord, your healing touch would come over him. Lord God, you will even, right now, Lord, you'll give him visions of what you're doing tomorrow, the next day here at the Hope. Lord, that you will just overflow in him. And Lord, Pastor Barb, Lord God, I pray your love, Lord God, your encouragement over her. Lord, this woman of God that you've called for such a time for this, for this place, Lord God. Lord, that you are already making ways where there didn't seem to be a way. Lord, she's already seeing stuff that she didn't see yesterday. Lord, that she'll, the, Lord, that the, the things that are coming at her, Lord God, you'll, the things that are not of you, Lord, you'll halt them right now in Jesus' name. I cancel every plan of the enemy in Jesus' name. And Lord, those things that you've opened doors for her in this community, in this body, Lord, even in the surrounding area, Lord God, Lord, those doors would be open. And Lord, she'll walk through them with your grace, your mercy, and your guidance. Lord, in Jesus' name. And Lord, this, the hope, this body, Lord God, your anointing be over them. Lord, you, your love flow through them. Lord, I come against judgment in Jesus' name. Lord, that they'll have love, that they'll see, things, they'll see people the way you see them. They'll love people the way you love them. And Lord, great and mighty things will come from this body in Jesus' name. And Lord, I pray for the children's and the youth teams. Lord, right now that you will pour an extra anointing over them. You'll give them discernment like they've never had before. Lord, you'll give them visions. You'll give them a heart for our kids, for our, for our youth, for our young adults, for this community, Lord, and beyond. And Lord, you'll, you'll begin to open doors they never thought would be open. You will give them favor in the schools, Lord God. You will give them favor in the towns. Lord God, you'll give them favor in the community. Lord, you'll give them favor in families that are so far from God, Lord, that your love will just flow out of them and break it as soon as they enter into those lands. Lord God, hallelujah, hallelujah. You'll give them words of wisdom. Lord, you'll pour over these children and these youth, Lord God, a new heart, Lord God, a vision for each other, a vision for their, their schools, for their, their neighborhoods, Lord God. You'll give them boldness, Lord God, like they've never had before. And Lord God, I ask over this whole body, over everyone, Lord, that we'll be strong and courageous and we will take the land for you. In your name we pray. Amen, amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You are, uh, you are free to go. If you need prayer, I'll be up here.